This podcast is brought to you by JAM, Junction Arts and Media, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Welcome to Shelf Help, a podcast where booksellers help you answer one of life's trickier, and we argue most important questions. What should you read next? I'm Lisa, co-founder of The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help you find your next great book. I'm Allie, the owner of Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. I'm Carrie, one of the co-owners of the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont. I'm Emma, one of the co-owners of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont. And I'm Sam, the other co-owner of the Norwich Bookstore. If you are a recurring listener, which we hope that you are, you know our episodes answer questions from listeners. So please send us your reading dilemma to shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or alternatively, Use your preferred social media method to reach any of these three amazing independent bookstores. We do our best to answer all questions that we receive in upcoming episodes. With that, we jump into the recommendations in Book Talk. For this episode, each bookseller has been asked to discuss one book they recommend answering the following question. And today's question is from Instagram, from Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you all, Sarahs, for this question on Instagram. Looking for a light summer read that is well-written, but is not a romance and not set on a beach. So who would like to tee us off with this question? I see stacks of books. It's really fun. I'm ready. Go, Allie, go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for this question, I kind of honed in on, honed in on, homed in. I never remember what the... I think either works. There's confusion with those words. Look it up. So I was focused on one word, which was light. And I love when people come in and just say, you know, something light. Because light has so many different... Sorry, you love that? ...meanings to people. (laughs) I love it because then I get to ask them and learn more about where they're coming from. I think I'm just amused by it at this point. Because sometimes they really, they want something set on a beach and that's a romance. And sometimes they're like, I want murder. And I'm like, murder's light? What are you talking about? (laughs) Happy people killing other happy people. (laughs) Sure, yeah. (laughs) So over the years, I have kind of come up with one book that like, because sometimes you'll ask the people like, okay, what do you mean by light? Do you mean murder or do you mean beaches? (laughs) And they'll be like, you know, just light. And you're not getting like any information out of them. And you have no idea where to go with it. And there is one book, I'm sure there are others out there, but a book that I love very much that regardless of whether light means like chiclet of your, I, I don't know if we use that term anymore, or whether it means page-turning mystery, I feel like this book satisfies. Or books with a lot of sunshine. Or light bulbs. (laughs) Yeah, bright books. (laughs) Bright books, that's right. Books with bright covers. So if I'm not getting information, I feel like I can give them this book, and regardless of which definition they're using, it'll be in there. So the book is Dietland by Sarai Walker. It is about, it starts out and you think that you're reading maybe a rom-com, maybe just women's fiction. It's about a woman named Plum Kettle, which I think is also like one of the most fantastic protagonist names in all of literature. And she is in a larger body and she works at a fashion magazine as a ghostwriter, like 
horribly depressing. They have the fat woman hiding, pretending to be the editor-in-chief, responding to young women's inquiries about how to look, quote-unquote, beautiful. It starts out, it's kind of funny, kind of depressing, but then it starts to get a little bit weird, and she (laughs) ends up meeting this group of amazing women who are in an underground organization who rejects society's expectations of what beauty is and what bodies are supposed to look like. And at the same time, there's this guerrilla group that is performing acts of violence against men who perpetuate these ideals. So you went with the murder part of it. Well, yes, but it starts out and you don't know that it's murder and you're reading about like a woman at a magazine answering stuff and it feels really light and then all of a sudden it it flips and it gets really fun it's really well done it's really thought-provoking it's just something that I kind of feel like everybody should read because of our society's ideas about people in fat bodies I think that there's a lot of work that many people should be doing to dismantle their so it's kind of my my sneaky like veggies and candy kind (laughs) of here here's your fun book now also be a better human and also you think that you're reading something kind of light and chiclety and all of a sudden there's murder light summer read there we go that hit all of it (laughs) and it was turned into mm, we don't have you can just take that out sorry no what was it turned into it was turned into an amc series it was fantastic it was with oh gosh i can't remember her name she was amazing it didn't get renewed, and that's because of the patriarchy and fat phobia. Read the book. There Fight we go. The patriarchy. I feel like we should go to Sam <laughs> next. Sam's face. <laughs> What's my face doing? The muse. This is the face of a. I have nothing to add. Go alley. That's right. No, that's the face of a of a guy who keeps changing his answer to this question that he only started really. Closely considering this morning. I feel like you guys are best when you're spontaneous. Well, that's sort of the job of book selling. And this is another, of course, in classic Sam style. I think I'm kind of willfully maybe misinterpreting the question here. I'm sorry, Sarah. You just wanted a nice light read. This could be your speed. And I'll give it to you because I think that it's a great summer read, especially for summers on the planet we live on now. (laughs) The the book is... You don't even know what I'm going to say. Exactly. One, One of my favorite kind of unsung and I just think gloriously funny and ridiculous novels is Barn 8 by Deb mm-hmm. Olin Unferth, who I think is one of my favorite gloriously unsung writers. I think she's an absolute genius. I'll follow her pretty much anywhere. But this is a book. This is not a, a straight ahead, this happened and then this happened and then this happened the end kind of a narrative. So I'm just going to lay that huge caveat right now. And if that's not your speed, skip ahead to the next recommendation in this episode. But the way I pitched this book is what would happen if if the Monkey Wrench Gang was written by George Saunders, only better than George Saunders could rewrite the Monkey Wrench Gang. Wow. You'd end up with, with Barn 8. The basic premise of this novel is rebellious teenager and disgruntled agriculture inspector hatch harebrained scheme to steal Lots and lots and lots of chickens. Bum, bum, bum. Hijinks ensue. 
Um, <laughs> this is a very... I'm just curious now about why chickens. Um. <laughs> so so the, the, the undercurrents are many, and basically the target of this heist is a, is a factory farm, and these two have hit on a perhaps slightly misguided, but, but certainly well-intentioned scheme to save the planet by liberating chickens and also bring some awareness to their plight. In the process, they drag in a rogues gallery of various different folks, environmental activists, and sort of general scallywags and ne'er-do-wells. Unexpected help from all sorts of different places. The narrative jumps back and forth in time. There's a lot of exposition that kind of sneaks up on you and just taps you on the shoulder, which I love in a novel. And if that's your cup of tea, once again, this will deliver all day long. And, you know, this is certainly, it is an environmental novel. It is to a certain extent a novel about a world that is in late stage climate collapse. But in spite of that, it is also a weirdly, wildly hopeful novel. One that I left on the last page kind of giggling with something like Glee. If that's cryptic enough for you, then this is a book you should read on a beach or wherever you read books in the summer. <laughs> so, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but but this is, I think, one of the funnier novels I've read in, in several years and definitely one that has quite a bit of harebrained joy to it. I could definitely get behind funny and hopeful and climate change. So mm-hmm. that seems needed right now. Okay, Carrie. Well, I've got another funny one. Or I've been told that it's funny. So Go. I'm I'm going a different route in that this is not a book that I have read myself, but... Most of the people that come into our shop who read mysteries are looking for, who are looking for this kind of book that you've asked for, Sarah, have told me that I need to read The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman. More murder. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. I don't think murders actually happen in it. There's a lot of humor. The author is a British comedian. So if you like British humor, it's four unlikely friends in a retirement home who meet every week to discuss unsolved crimes. And I really like this quote on the back of the book from Parade magazine. Don't trust anyone, including the four septuagenarian sleuths in Osmond's Laugh Out Loud Who Done It." <laughs> so if you want to laugh and you don't mind a little bit of murder, <laughs> this is probably a good one. I At least it's what I'm going to be reading next because I need something light and smart and funny. I resisted it for a really long time and someone gave it to me when I caught the COVID, as we say in my household. I'm so glad they did. It's idyllic English countryside. It's good British humor. I really want to end up in a retirement home with these people, which feels like a really good way to end the book. Like you want to spend more time with them. I felt terrible because one of the people who's told me that I need to read this book came in because she was having a terrible day and she's like, I need the next book in this series. And I looked at her and I said, I'm so sorry. It's not out yet. Like she knew the name of it and everything and she thought it had been published and it's coming out soon. September? Before the holidays. The third one? Yeah, the third one. It's been really cool to see a new mystery series kind of take off immediately. Mm -hmm. I feel like with Thursday Murder Club, you know, sometimes in a series it kind of takes until the second or the third for people to really start buying the first. But the amount of people that just bought the first when it was just one in a series and then came back to purchase the second and are already excited about the third, Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's... 
exciting. You don't see that all the time. It is, definitely. And it's nice to have a new recommendation, too, for, for mystery series because mystery readers are the ones who go through the whole series from each Absolutely. author. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, and I'm it excited. it sounds like it might be a good holiday gift. You could start somebody off with one and two and then have the new one. Yep. In hardcover. Well. In hardcover, <laughs> somehow. Okay, last but not least. All right. I always have a little bit of trouble with the request for something light because my brain is immediately like, light means no conflict. How can you read a book that has no conflict? That sounds boring. I know totally that's agree. not what people are looking for, but like there's just a block when it comes to light. But I am going to end us on a book by a Sarah for a Sarah. So I recently read a book called True Biz by Sarah Novick. It is set at a boarding school for deaf high school students. I would say it's not exactly light, but I picked this because I read it in literally a day. And I figured that during summer, theoretically, you might have an entire day to read. So it follows a couple characters in this deaf community. There's Charlie, who's a new student at the school and is the deaf child of hearing parents and is really struggling with that interaction of her family. Her family really does not understand her. There's Austin, who is a fifth-generation student, so that means he's the fifth deaf person in his family, which makes him kind of a celebrity because, like, his entire family has been going to the school for generations. They're all deaf, so he's, like, the hot golden boy of the school. And then there is the headmistress, February, who is the daughter of deaf parents, but she is hearing. So Austin is dealing with his new baby sister has been born and is hearing. So that's really difficult for him. And February is dealing with keeping her school open and her marriage intact. So this is definitely, it's about familial ties. It's about injustice and fighting against it. Which I guess doesn't sound light. <laughs> but I learned so much. I had no real understanding or experience with the deaf community or with ASL. And there are little like history lessons about ASL sprinkled throughout the book as like lessons for Charlie. And I was just fascinated by it. And I found the plot pretty compelling. Obviously, I read it in one day. So it's not set on a beach. It's not a romance, but I think it's really worth reading. And it'll get you ready for back to school because it's set in yes. a school. There. <laughs> it like reframes the entire summer experience. <laughs> we're putting this out towards the end of summer. But it can always be summer when you're reading a good book. That's true. Aww, there you that. go. <laughs> There's your new bumper sticker. <laughs> Which we should all put on our cars come January in Vermont and New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe I don't, more like I think March. If Emma had said that in March, I probably would have like jumped across the table and been like, it is not <laughs> summer. It doesn't matter what book I read. But right now, it feels optimistic to think that March could be summer with the right book. Yeah. Okay, so to sum, we discussed... Today, I recommended Dietland by Sarai Walker. I recommended The Thursday Murder Club from Richard Osman. I recommended True Biz by Sarah Novick. And I was talking about Barn 8 by Deb Olin Unferth. And with that, we end this episode. Shelf Help is brought to you by The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help readers find their next great read, CATV Upper Valley Media Community, and these three fabulous Upper Valley bookstores, Yankee Bookshop, in Woodstock, Vermont, the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont, and
and Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. If you've got a reading dilemma, email us a question or a voice memo at shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or contact any of these three fabulous bookstores using your preferred social media methods. We are here to help your shelves. Thanks for being with us. See you next time on Shelf Help. Thank you for listening to this Jam podcast. If you have found this program interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content or learn how to produce your own media, please visit us at uvjam.org. That's uvjam.org.